Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We are so happy to be with you this fine evening. We've Excited got even. Tons of news to talk about. Tons of feedback. Everyone's writing in about their uh, their experiences with Ultron thus far. No spoilers. We will not spoil. We haven't seen it yet, so no one better spoil us. Uh, <laughs> we've got a, we've got a two more days here in the states till we get to see it. Uh, so all you European people can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of bastards. <laughs> We still love you. Just we're just, a little bit, we're a little mad at you. A little today. bit jealous. <laughs> so jealous. A little really bad jealous. Oh. Actually, not even just Europeans. Like the Australians got it early too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I just saw a lot of European posts. Bunch of people, posting Queen today. lovers, <laughs> or something. I think. Yeah. Parliament. <laughs> it's dumb. Naming it's a dumb words system. you know from <laughs> Europe. Spelling color wrong. And then you're just Putting talking about using stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bitter. I'm just really bitter. <laughs> Age of Ultron being out somewhere else mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I can't go it is, see it. It is strange to me. And like, I get it. I get there's all kinds of like things for them to consider where they drop it and like what's happening in the market there and what's going on. There's all kinds of reasons they choose to drop a. Uh, a certain movie in a certain market, but with how connected the world is now, why not just drop it all at once everywhere? Yeah, agreed. And I'm I'm definitely not saying like uh, America should get it first. That's silly. But like, yeah, we I don't just, need it flipped. I just we just need equality. Yeah, like I just think everybody at the same time. Just because it's to the point where I'm really surprised I haven't been spoiled. Yeah, I'm so thankful to all of you listeners out there in the UK who wrote in to say how, that you loved it, but did not say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, they're going to hear us say, like, you know, F you guys, and then, <laughs> then they're going to be like, oh, by the way, and then all the worst things are going to come out of that. I take it back. <laughs> I take back all the things I said. I regret all the things I said. I don't. I, I regret nothing. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we have a ton of news to get to, and we have a ton of uh, feedback to get to, so let's get into this shield. Let's kick this pig! And, uh, oh yeah, we will be covering S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 19, uh, which was pretty badass tonight. Oh my god, man. <sighs> I, I need to rewatch it, I really do. Like The Dirty Half Dozen was quite good. Yeah, really, really good episode. And I like um, the name of it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and it's leading right into Age of Ultron, so we'll be, we'll be discussing that. Hey, there's a benefit. There's there's a benefit for um, being in the U.S. We see things the way that they're meant to come out. <laughs> oh, well, we they, got Agents of Shield first. Did they and not? Then get, we get Ultron. I, I wonder. I wonder if the. I would assume they would move the schedule for Agents of Shield up there. So it's timed properly with Ultron, but I I don't know if that's the case. You guys in the UK, you can let us know. Uh, I do agree with some of our feedback, though. Like it, that is one of the perks to living in the UK. Yeah. Yep. We're uh, we're all becoming expats <laughs> for the sake of watch. We're gonna we're all gonna like uh, uproot our lives and move to the UK, and then they're gonna have the next day. Uh, the next Avengers is gonna come out in America first. No. Dual citizenship, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Dual citizenship. It's what it's all about. It's the reason they do these things. Yeah, that's that's the that's, I think that's the reason that uh, the forefathers came up with dual citizenship. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it was for for Avengers movies to properly yeah. be seen. Unfair taxation. I want to be taxed in both places. <laughs> That's a great idea. All right, give us some news, Jeff. Okay, okay. What do you want first? Do you want quick Age of Ultron stuff? Uh, sure. No, any non-spoilery. I'm on kind of a no-spoiler Ultron time. <laughs> so don't be spoiling me. Kick. I am the audience talking to you right now. So how about... Uh, the American audience. <laughs> don't spoil me. So how about Age of Ultron released in 44 territories and has made $201.2 million wow. opening weekend. It topped the charts in every single territory. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised by that. It's but... the biggest international opening ever. Wow, and it hasn't even opened here yet. Uh, and I have no doubt that it's probably going to like break $100 million, the, the opening week here in America. Uh, they're projecting... Oh, what was it? Crap. There was a projected number... That I read about and I forgot to include in my news. What are you doing over there? What are you doing over there? Well, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be huge. I know that uh, when Guardians opened, it was like 84 million in the opening weekend. So I like this being the second Avengers movie. I have no doubt we're going to have a uh, huge, 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 huge domestic numbers this uh, this coming week. I talked about it last week. That's why. Ah, oh, gotcha. That's why I don't remember it. Is because I've I've passed it <laughs> you on. You expelled it from your brain. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. And Age of Old. Uh, there's there's a news report just came out on Facebook. Uh, we saw a few minutes ago at comicbooks.com. Uh, uh, a report saying Age of Ultron presale tickets are four times higher than the first Avengers. That's movie. insane. Yeah. I know. I bought four. Yeah, I bought two. We get well. Oh, no. What kind of fan am I? Only bought two. <laughs> How dare you? Well, see, I bought one for me, one for the wife, one for a friend for his birthday. His name is Michael. Yeah. Uh, he's the one That's that wants to, you. yeah, he wants to talk to her. He wants to talk he's, with us about he's Daredevil. He's going to come be on the show soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was his birthday present. And then also my mom, who is a fan of the MCU. Nice. Yeah. Love it. I so like we're all going on Thursday. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. We're going to go. I have a, I have a, I have a show on Thursday in in a different city but as soon as i get off my show we're going directly to the theater in that city and just watching it <laughs> not even driving home that night i'm, just I'm like, supposed to go to atlanta that weekend or like this yeah. upcoming weekend so like i'm gonna watch it thursday and then we're gonna leave friday night to go to atlanta i'm gonna find a theater over there and watch it again <laughs> i'm just gonna pick one i'm gonna be like all right what are you guys doing today what do i not care about i'm going to see the avengers again <laughs> Uh, oh, we actually have another big piece of news for the cast. Maybe we should... We should sh we save that? I was thinking we should have said it at the top, and we didn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, everybody, thank you so much for all your listens and downloads. We have big news. We have joined uh, a brand new network uh, called the Helicarrier Network, and it is going to be... Um, uh, this will be our first episode officially on the Helicarrier Network. So uh, thanks to the... The people over at the Helicarrier Network, uh, Epic Boss McFall from from the Helicarrier podcast. It's a it's going to be an all Marvel themed network he's building, and uh, I think we're we're one of the first two or three podcasts to join up, and it should be really cool. So uh, check out we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot more information in the coming weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll basically be the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe facet, like yeah. everything Marvel Cinematic Universe that can come from this uh, network will be through us. Yeah, they'll be doing shows about comics, shows about 
video games, all of that, but we're going to be the Marvel Cinematic Universe component of the entire uh, the entire network. So uh, thank you guys. To, thanks to the Helicarrier Network for having us. We're excited to join up. Uh, and with, with switching over to the new network, we're also uh, changing hosting over to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so if you guys want, you can go to Blog Talk Radio. We'll have a profile on there, and you can listen to our podcast there. And kind of a cool thing, we can put pictures... Uh, that'll autoplay. So some of the some of the set photos and things we discuss on the show sometimes that we really we we post them on Facebook, but uh, it's sometimes hard to find those. You can go to like a blogtalkradio dot uh, com and find us and watch watch uh, those pictures cycle through as we're podcasting. And Pretty that cool. that link for the profile is is uh, blogtalkradio.com slash mcu cast. Yeah, nailed it down before anybody else got to it. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's that's the big news for us. Uh, but we, I almost forgot to talk about it. We're so excited about Avengers. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, again, thanks to the Helicarrier Network. We're excited. Um, so, what what is a, what is our next piece of news? Uh, the Ultron, the Age of Ultron Blu-ray is going to have an extended cut and alternate ending. I don't know why they've already announced that, like, before it's released in the U.S., but... Apparently that's that's part of the news this week. The Ultron Blu-ray will have what now? The Ultron, the Age of Ultron Blu-ray will have an extended cut, like extended for uh, extra footage yeah. in the movie, and an alternate ending. Wow. Uh, they're trying to make up for the fact that they're not doing shorts anymore. I guess I don't they're know. Like we'll give you more. We'll give you more. It's just not going to be a a one shot. Probably we don't know yet. Are they not doing one shots? Well, they didn't for the last. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. The last release. It was the first DVD where they didn't. I think the last two releases. I don't think they did one on um, Winter Soldier or um, Guardians. Did they not do one on Guardians? I don't believe so. They did some extra scenes, but I don't think they actually did a. Uh, yeah, I think I was so shot. enamored with the fact that it was Guardians of the Galaxy on my television at home. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> too worried about the one shot. I just which, did not care that there wasn't anything else. It's sad. It's sad the one shots are going away. I really enjoy the one shots. Yeah, they. But um, we do have TV now and Netflix, so you can't complain too much. Well, the one shots help to expand a little bit on yeah our understanding on things that you don't necessarily want to spend a whole TV show on or or to take time in a TV show to do. Uh, it's nice, the one shots were a really nice way to get like a little bitty piece of story out there, and yeah. they they may come back to them. They may do them again. And plus, like with the one shots, if it was good enough, like Agent Carter was then it turns into a show all by itself. It's true. Speaking of which, at mm-hmm. C2E2 this weekend, this past weekend, Haley Atwell spoke about um, about the future of Agent Carter. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit. Just really something to look forward to. She said, all I can say is we find out, myself included, in about three weeks from now. Uh, she said, you will know when I know. That's so, awesome. In about three weeks, which kind of is like we'll be talking about it uh, during the finale or the season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll find out what's going on with Agent Carter, whether or not there's going to be another season or what, where she's going to be. I know that she's going to be in Ant-Man and she is going to be in Age of Ultron as well. So we'll see her in those at least. Yeah, so we'll we'll see her a lot in the in the coming days, regardless. But uh, but yeah, it, it, I hope they renew that show. Um, I liked the show, and I'm 
I I don't know. We 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 had our issues with some of some of it, but um, or I did. I don't remember if you did. <laughs> I think we had issues with the last episode, and that was about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I really liked the whole thing, though. Um. Yeah. Overall, it was really fun. Yeah, really, really fun show. Cool. What else we got? Elizabeth Olsen has confirmed that Scarlet Witch is going to return in Civil War. Oh, nice. She's going to be picking a side in Civil War. She didn't say which side. <laughs> we have gotten so many confirmations that people are going to be in that movie. Dude, it's going to be the next, like, it's going to be Avengers 2.5. It really is. <laughs> it really is. There's just not a, there's no way around it. It's pretty much an Avengers movie at this point. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a huge story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, we, I mean, we all, we all, we were speculating before when we heard they were going to do the Civil War storyline. We, we, did, we were speculating it was going to be an Avengers movie. Yeah, uh, but apparently not. Apparently, they're just in the middle. So, in 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 four short years, we're going to get four full length features that are going to feature pretty much the entire cast of the Avengers. Four. Ultron, oh, yeah. and Ultron, right? Ultron, two sure. Infinity Wars, and uh, that one, Civil War, right? That one, I call it that one. <laughs> you know, I like nicknames around here. Yeah. <laughs> you should have called it Mick that one because that's your favorite way. Mick that one, <laughs> I like it. McVaddy one or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> so speaking of Infinity Wars, Chris Evans has revealed that uh, Infinity War 1 and 2, like parts 1 and 2, are going to film back-to-back over a nine-month period. That's going to be a lot of filming going on. Yeah, I almost worry about the actors. Uh, <laughs> They're just going to get worn down. Them. I don't worry about them too much. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like the... It's not like manual labor. They're superheroes. Yeah, they get to be superheroes for nine months. Uh that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. What if they get stuck? What if that sticks? What? Like, what if the the superhero thing sticks? What if they're method actors and they just they can't get out of it <laughs> because they're that was in too deep for too long. <laughs> I can't get out. Keeps pulling me back in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I definitely I definitely am pro them doing both the filming at the same time. I mean, it, I, it almost seemed like they were going to have to, the fact that we already know they're releasing infinity wars one year apart. <laughs> uh, it just makes sense that they're going to film them together. Man, it's ridiculous. It really so is. you, we talked, or you talked just a second ago about, um, we've gotten so many confirmations on people being in civil war. Uh, Downey jr. This week, kind of teased that Spider-Man could be in it, but hasn't actually said anything other than, yeah, I hear Marvel's looking for a new Spidey. Yeah. He could I mean, very well be in that. He's going to be in Civil War. You, like, we know he, he's... We gonna, know it. We know he's introduced in another movie. Like, it's not officially confirmed, but it's all but confirmed <laughs> that he is going to be in Civil War. And a, a couple weeks ago, we talked about they had... Um, they had said that they'd always had another plan... If they didn't get the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, there was always a backup. There's always a backup plan. Which tells me that he's... he's so, Some people are, are touting that as... Um, oh, he must not be that important in the story. But I actually think that sounds different to me. That sounds like... He is integral enough that they can't just snatch him out. They have to have a plan. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they had to have a plan, a backup plan to make it work. It's not like they can just sub in a different character. Yeah. It's not so, like, oh, Spider-Man is interchangeable with Black Panther. 
Which a lot of people were speculating that was the case. Yeah. But it's not he's not the same character. I think by, by a long stretch. What I want is for Feige it's the Feige verse at this point. Mm-hmm. Um I want Feige to to do both of his plans at the same time. What? Yeah. Like the backup plan and the main plan. The main like the Spidey plan we're and the backup like, plan. We're talking like alternate universe stuff here? No, 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 no. Just like you you can merge them. Like the way that we were talking about how when when Spidey shows up in Civil War and everybody's fighting over him, but they're also fighting over Black Panther. It's it's two sides of the same coin. Like you got the royalty guy who leads the country, yeah. but then you also got the guy on the or like the kid on the street who has everybody's heart and is the you know one of the street level heroes. Sure, and not actually think, being a street level hero. I think we're gonna get that regardless. Uh, we're gonna get like some Black Panther and some Spider Man, and they're gonna have to make that choice. So I think we're gonna get that to some degree. Um, did you see the uh, leaked, fake Age of Ultron ending <laughs> I did. this week? Oh, I did. That was so silly. It was silly. It was just, uh, for those of you who didn't see it, some little YouTube production company uh, put out a <laughs> an Age of Ultron leaked ending after credit sequence. And um, it was Spider-Man just hanging outside while a window washer was... It, it, it had a very Marvel tone to it. Oh, yeah. They, they, they got it. They did it well. But it it was uh, it was not real. I want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't because then I would have had it ruined. <laughs> I was like, I had it was a serious moral dilemma, or like a, not a moral dilemma really, but it was a serious dilemma. Like just sitting there, like, do I watch it? Do I not? Because if it's the real thing, I'm gonna be pissed. It's when I get into the theater and it's there, and I just already saw it two weeks ago. What if what if it was real? They said it was fake, and then it turns out to be real. I'll be mad still. That's like, that's like death not mattering. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's like that's what. No, that's what it feels like to me. All right. <laughs> All right. What else no, you it's got? fake. No, it's good. No, it's fake. No, it's good. <laughs> uh, more confirmation is what I have. More more confirmation for Civil War. Oh yeah. Daniel Brühl, the um. The guy that we had speculated, or that we had talked about at one point uh, a few weeks ago, who we knew he was going to be in Civil War, um, but we didn't know what character, and there were some suppositions going around that he might be somebody. He's confirmed that he's going to be Baron Zemo. Cool. He said in the interview when asked if he's going to be playing Zemo, I think I can tell you that without being thrown into Marvel prison. (laughs) He said... (laughs) For uh, for the first few days, I'll walk around like a little boy, just amazed by the megalomania of it all. It's such a huge project. We could do 20 films with this budget. Wow. There's so much. Cool. cool. Oh, yeah. There's just... It's it's such a big production. And I'm so glad that the, um, the Russo brothers are doing it, because they did such a good job with, uh, with Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I know that they can do it with the rest of the of the universe. I mean, and they wouldn't have tapped him for in the Infinity War films if yeah. they couldn't. Well, they're going to do a lot of Marvel films in a row. I mean, yeah. we're talking, and they've got other projects cooking, but I yeah, mean, they've like got a lot Sony. of Marvel coming. Uh, with, um, we just had Winter Soldier, and then next year is a uh, uh, Civil, Civil War, and th- two years later is two Infinity War movies. <laughs> That's so, intense. That's a lot of that's a lot of big budget Marvel <laughs> movies. That's cool. Uh let's see. Other news. Uh Frank Grillo 
has um, has put out some pictures, uh, kind of teasing his Crossbones appearance in Civil War. He was uh, he's getting in, getting into makeup, gonna put on some scars, is what he said on Twitter. Mm. Which kind of makes sense because at the end of um, at the end of Winter Soldier, he was brought in on a stretcher, mm-hmm. very very badly burned. Yep. So he will become the comic book character of Crossbones. Yep. He posted a, a picture of Crossbones, like comic book Crossbones, along with it. So he was the for those of you who don't know, he was the Hydra asshole that uh, <laughs> was just 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 being mean to Captain America the whole movie. Yeah, Brock Rumlow was that character. Hydra asshole. Hydra is asshole that fought the Falcon. The name that he goes by in my brain. Yeah, he was the guy that fought Falcon after um, after Falcon's wings were taken off. He was kind of the head of the group that tried to take down Cap in the elevator. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah he was the guy that was like, it's not personal. Zap. Ooh. I, I love that scene. <laughs> I love so, that so movie, good. that whole movie, man. Yep, I really need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in probably a year. Man, my news is a little disjointed because I can say like speaking of, and then speaking of, but then like everything's all over the place. <laughs> so we were talking about Spider Man. Um, there's been a rumor going around um, by Latino Review handing it down. They're actually their their rumors have been really spot on a lot. Yeah, I've actually heard that. Um, but they were saying that the uh, the working title or the possible actual title for the spider-man film the solo film that's going up is called spider-man the new avenger Mm, i like that yeah i do i really like the uh how it ties in with um with with the captain america the first avenger yep and and it's it's about time we start a new team uh because all of these contracts are getting up so we're we, we're going to get some more Thor and Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk, but they're not going to be around as much in these future films. So we've really got to establish a universe of new heroes, and so and and we know they already are. But Spider Man kind of being the new Avenger, like that that's that's just kind of a cool thing. And also the really the thing that really strikes me is that that's the Sony movie. Yeah. That they're making, and the Sony has 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 blustered much about how they they own the movie and they're creatively in control of their own movie and blah 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 blah. But the fact that they're calling it, if this is true, they're calling it the New Avenger, just means they're like leaning so heavy on the uh, on the MCU. So, which I'm happy about. <laughs> I mean, what better way to bring him in and have everybody who hasn't listened to our podcast know? Yeah, understand what's going on. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously we're the only people talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no one else online discussing this stuff, you know? We're really filling a vacuum. (laughs) That's why we were tapped to be on the Helicarrier Network. That's right. (laughs) We're the only ones. It wasn't our quality or... (laughs) Or uh, anything like that. It's just it wasn't our humor. It was definitely, certainly wasn't our winning personalities. <laughs> definitely not. We've scared so many people away. We're, we're definitely going to be a detriment to the Helicarrier Network. We're probably a detriment to Marvel at this point. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. We're we're bringing them down hard. No one no one wants to be like us. <laughs> All right, what you got? What you got? So, I got some more news. I think. Oh, I gotta clear the tears away. Okay, so <clears throat> we talked last week about how um, 
Edgar Wright has a uh, a credit in Ant-Man that was kind of like dwindling to a story credit. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of worried that like his writing would be gone and so many rewrites or whatever. Uh, apparently, due to some arbitration um, that happened over the past week, there have been changes made to the credits. So Edgar Wright is no longer credited for story. He's credited with writing. Interesting. So he was... I don't know. I guess it was on the line. They were towing the line. Yeah. And I guess like, just barely not enough, but it just barely is enough. Yeah. Well, that's that's good news based on what Joss Whedon uh, said a few weeks ago about how that, that his script was perfect. Yeah. It was like uh, the best script Marvel ever had. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, that, that excites me that maybe maybe the script is closer than we thought. Yeah. Maybe we'll keep it. Maybe we'll keep the good. Yeah. I hope they kept the good. So, I'm pretty sure, yeah, the last uh, last few stories I have in the news are about uh, the Netflix series. Mostly Daredevil, but um, but a little bit of everything. So, we, uh, we talked about, at one point a couple of weeks ago, how Netflix uh, ratings are very well hidden and, you know, very... Uh, tightly kept secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about this study that was done. It's awesome. You. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? No, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this, this company, uh, because Netflix doesn't release any of its numbers, some company did their own independent survey of Netflix. Yeah, they studied the habits of like 2,500 Netflix viewers. They basically did their own random sampling, uh, similar to like what, um, what is done on a, uh, like the Nielsen homes. They yeah. basically did their own Nielsen ratings for kind Netflix. Of. Yeah. Um, which I think is very interesting just to find out what the numbers looked like. And based on their extrapolations, um, they said that in the first 11 days of, uh, of Daredevil being available, 10.7% of Netflix subscribers watched at least one episode, uh, which accounted for like 4.4 million people. Yeah, it was, it was upwards of 4 million people. Yeah. Which is... Quite a few. Yeah, and and it said in the article that did not account for episodes watched on uh, over-the-top devices or whatever, like um, Roku's and things like that. Things yeah, that connect Roku's, to the TV. streaming devices, uh, streaming media players, only for gaming f- consoles, phones, TVs. I think they said phones. Phones, tablets, and internet. Yeah, so 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 that's... And I think a lot of people now watch things on Roku, so... Oh, dude, my TV is a smart TV, and that shit is just on Daredevil. Yeah, as soon as I turn on Netflix, it's got a Netflix button on the on the yeah, and on the, the remote. The, pe- the people with that weren't counted, so that's the first eleven days. I don't like not being counted, Matthew. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's just in the first eleven days. Then there were, um, they also showed like other numbers where like House of Cards was viewed by something like seven percent of Netflix subscribers, but it was within the first month of the third season being up. Mm-hmm. So within a month they had seven percent, but Daredevil in eleven days had over ten percent watch at least one episode. That's pretty awesome. That's incredible. That's that's pretty. Uh, I feel like uh, I want to see of those cards numbers is, again. Yeah, House of Cards is such a like. Um, I don't know. It's appointment television. It's like when it comes out, I feel like a lot of people are watching it and talking about it more so than even we're doing about Daredevil. And that's even with me running in the circles that I do. I feel like more people are talking about House of Cards, but I guess uh, the numbers seem higher on Daredevil, which is awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to see the numbers again, like after a month. Yeah, and just see like how many, uh, how many have watched the whole season, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like how many people binged watched it. It's an interesting way of getting around this whole problem that de- of Netflix not uh, showing their numbers. It's interesting that they're. Uh, there's a company that's like doing a third party assessment. I think they're called Luth or Luth L U T H. Okay. I'm not sure, um, how you pronounce that or I know they're based in San Diego. Cool. Anyway, <clears throat> some more Netflix stuff, right? Uh, blah, 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 blah. daredevil, daredevil stuff, mm-hmm. more daredevil stuff. Uh, Charlie Cox talked in interviews recently about uh, what he wants to see out of the future for Daredevil, so to speak. Uh, He said, based on the show we've created, which is very grounded in reality, I'd like to see Punisher maybe show up in season Mm. two. Uh, A little bit of Elektra, maybe. I wouldn't mind Black Widow making an appearance. And you can't think about Daredevil for too long without thinking of Bullseye. I don't know when or if or how that would happen, but it'd be cool if it did. He said, we'll begin shooting in the second half of the year for season two. Um, he said season two will come out about this time next year. Again, I'm imagining all this, but they'll probably do Iron Fist or Luke Cage at the same time, followed followed by the other one of the two in the first half of 2016, and then maybe Defenders in the second half of 2016 or the beginning of 2017. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine them dropping Daredevil and Luke Cage at the same time? We would not sleep. Well, I don't know how we would do it, man. I honestly don't. Why are they <laughs> trying to kill us? Well, they want us to be excited. Yes. I don't think, I I highly doubt they're going to drop them at the same time. Probably not at the same time, but definitely de- within a month of each other. Yeah, I could see them dropping them like a month apart. We could do that. We yes. could cover that. We could cover that. <laughs> still, still be a lot, but we could, we and we will. We will definitely. We're going cover it. to. But um, I kind of feel like the guy in that cracked video. Like, I'm, you're going to have my money. Uh-huh. We're going to cover it. You please be except, nice to me about it. Let me sleep. It's, it's Netflix who already has your money, so you're just like, you will have hours of my life. Yeah, Marvel, you will have hours of my life. Just please be nice about it. I'm just asking you to do one thing. Mm-hmm. Let it all come out. A little bit spaced apart. <laughs> All right. And um, I guess last but not least, Bleeding Cool has a, uh, a quote-unquote still could change report up uh, claiming that Doctor Strange actor Benedict Cumberbatch may appear in Marvel's upcoming Netflix series Iron Fist when it debuts later as part of the Defenders cycle of shows. The site says that the actor that if the actor doesn't appear on film, his voice may show up in some form. Wow! Yeah, we speculated about this when we were when we were watching uh, we were watching Daredevil because we talked a lot about how um, it seems like Defenders is going to drop pretty close to the time of Doctor Strange coming out. That and all the mystical stuff. And and Iron Fist is so mystical, and it's the closest one. So I have a feeling that. We're going to get a lot of mystical stuff all at once. And, oh, yeah. And that makes total sense that we'd have a crossover. Also, originally in uh, the uh, in the comics, originally, um, Doctor Strange was a defender. Yeah, he was a founding member. It would it, it makes sense that he would somehow have some crossover with these Netflix shows. And, and Benedict Cumberbatch is not above doing a little TV, so... 
God, man, of course not. So we'll, we'll, I mean, Sherlock is what an hour and a half each episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like two episodes in one every time. It always feels like it takes so long for them to tell the story, but I love the story that they tell every time. <laughs> so I guess that's about it for my news. Uh, I wanted to bring one thing, uh, just news-wise, just because I've heard a ton of people on the internet talking about it and posting articles about it today, and it sounded like the world was coming to an end. <laughs> um, the uh, Joss Whedon came out this week and made some comments about um, how Coulson's death in Avengers... Um, he says something to the effect of, in the Avengers, Coulson is still dead. Um, the, what, what I, and people, people are basically saying this is, uh, him saying that the Avengers and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happen in two separate universes. Um, he even, if you read his comments at one point, he even says that, uh, Agent Coulson's, all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just Agent Coulson's fever dream as he's dying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it's. If you if there's actually you can watch the footage of him telling this whole thing and it's causing this uproar because everyone's acting like uh, Agents of Shield does not exist in the same universe as as the Avengers, which is just crazy. It's it so obviously does. Um, but if you if you if you watch those comments, he's very obviously joking when he says the fever dream oh, yeah. thing. He says uh, he goes on to say, "Yeah, but we're not going to reveal that until season seven. Yeah, he said that. Whoops. I've got the quote here. Yeah, read. <laughs> he that. said, uh, "Yeah, he's dead. The entire television series is just a fever dream. It's a Jacob's ladder moment he's having at the point of death. But we don't give that away until after season seven. And there's a snow globe. Now I've given it away. Bollocks." <laughs> he said, "It's a weird little yes and no. As far as I'm concerned, in the films, he's dead." Yes, he's dead. In terms of the narrative of these guys, the Avengers, his loss was very important. When I created the television show, sort of uh, on the understanding that this can work and we can do it with integrity, but these Avengers movies are for people to see the Avengers movies and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And it would neither make sense nor be useful to say, oh, and by the way, remember me? I died. Yeah, I totally support these these comments. People are acting like he's being... Uh, inflammatory, but I think he's just, he's saying what we all know, that the Avengers, I mean, we, we, we have, we have speculated that it would be possible for him to bring Coulson back into the Avengers eventually, but what he's saying is that it's not, the narrative of the story now in the Avengers movies is that Coulson is dead. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the, the, what's happening on the TV shows doesn't affect what's happening on the movie. Um, although, We'll get into this tonight's episode of Agents of Shield, oh, man. which makes me think that there might be a different. Uh, oh, this show is going to affect the movies. It's it's introing for the movies already. It's definitely introing for it. I still think that they're going to mostly. They have a very trickle down sort of trickle down continuity. Like the big things happen in the movies, and the shows tell smaller stories that are affected by the bigger stories. Um, but tonight's Agents of Shield. said some things that we'll get into once we talk about spoilers Uh, (laughs) we can there's not really any way to talk about it without just straight up talking about it so uh we'll be in the spoiler section here soon um i guess we need to get into some feedback you ready to get into feedback i like feedback yeah feedback is one of my favorite things when people talk about us to us it's great yeah or or they talk about the mcu it doesn't have to be about you jeff oh no it's about me (laughs) Brian Murphy says over on the Facebook at MCU cast, 
Yo dudes, I was Starscream over on the iTunes review. No reference to Transformers at all. It's it was a nickname to one of the members of Slipknot. See, this isn't my fault. <laughs> it was a nickname of one of the members of Slipknot. They were my favorite band when I was a kid, and I guess the name stuck. I have no idea about any Transformers lore whatsoever. It's good that we have confirmation on that. Yeah, good. Because, <laughs> you know. I beat, was concerned. Beat Bay. Hashtag Beat Bay. Hashtag Beat Bay. You right. Uh, well, um, yeah. Cool, Brian. Well, uh, I never listened to Slipknot much, but I just, so I did not know that. Uh, but I'm assuming the surely the Slipknot had to have been referencing the Transformer, right? Maybe. It seems like it would have to be. And you would think so. Like, I mean, Transformers is older than Slipknot. Sure, and he would have had to at some point Google, well, I guess if I'm going to go by Starscream. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. I guess that was before Google. Never mind. <laughs> Slipknot no. was definitely pre-Google. I mean, there was Yahoo. Like <laughs> there were search engines. There but was, was like there was Alta Vista or something. <laughs> he searched on AOL. Lycos. <laughs> searched on AOL and found Starscream. You've got mail. Matthew Ryan Cronin on Facebook says, "Listening to the cast, Black Widow is Russian, but she also went through Black Widow training school." That was shown in Agent Carter, where they indoctrinate them to sound American for infiltration purposes. Just a thought. That is true. I, I didn't. I didn't get the sense uh, when I was watching that 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 was the entire purpose of the that the Black Widow School or whatever, the School for Girls to be infiltrators. But I mean, they definitely are infiltrators, the ones we have met. So I guess he's probably right on that. I'm pretty sure that they were supposed to be infiltrators. I guess I just was thinking they're just badass agents all around, but I guess it was that time period where it makes sense that they would be infiltrators. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was it? It was a time period where it was okay to call somebody a red as an insult. <clears throat> like yeah. talking about communism. Weird. It's weird because... I think of that as more like a, a couple decades later, you know, like the Cold War and everything. Yeah. Uh, but this is like right after World War II. I guess I, I'm not very good in history. I don't know when all <laughs> that started. I'm so bad. I'm so bad with history and geography. Like, I know general concepts, but when it comes to like the specifics, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> in 1941. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that when we were talking about that last week, how like, well, Black Widow is Russian and... She didn't have an accent. Like, it stuck in my mind, like, in the back of my mind, that she went to that school and there was that accent training and whatnot. Sure. But, like, I didn't let that out for some reason. Well, yeah, we definitely... Uh, we, I think I was trying to make a point. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we discussed... Yeah, you were, you were just talking about how uh, she she's Russian, but she doesn't necessarily play Russian. Yeah. Uh, but she passes for Russian. Um, but, yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, she obviously has had the Russian trained out of her <laughs> for the most part. I still want to see her handcuffed to a bed. I didn't mean it like that. I want to see her. I want to, wow. Okay. Let's insert, insert foot in mouth. I'm like not it. sure. I want to take it back. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Why would you? No, that's all right. God. On Facebook. One 50 Carlos... shades of black widow. <laughs> 
yeah, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Black Widow. That's good. no man. That's pretty good. I just I want to see if she also like for comfort sleeps with one hand handcuffed to the bed. I do too. That would be re- it'd just be such a great. Uh, it, it, we we talked about our, what our favorite way to use that would be, which is the uh, if if she's having like a a, a dream given to her by. Uh, Scarlet Witch in the movie, and then just like one of the v- images you see is like a handcuff on a bed. Oh, it would yeah. just be like a haunting image, maybe from her past that we don't, whatever. Um, yeah, that would be so awesome. It really would. And I know, like right now, all of our uh, all of our UK listeners or all of our um, all of our overseas listeners are like, no, that's it's not right. Not in there. Not in there. But I'm still gonna be looking for it because, you know. It's, uh, we're, I can still dream. You can't take this from me. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, also on the Facebook, Juan Carlos Nunez says, Disney needs an intervention. They have a growing addiction to releasing clips and giving things away that should wow us in the theaters. I haven't watched any clips or trailers since the second trailer. They should hold these clips for after the movie is released. It would be a nice way of trying to entice people who haven't watched it to go. Just my two cents. Uh, I am with you that they go way overboard. And I understand it's so important to these movies to have huge opening weekends. Like, they're judged on how big their opening weekends are. So they want to get the hype at its peak level right before the movie you know, opens. Yeah. So they want to drop some clips and hints and, but it does definitely annoy me. And we just have to try to keep ourselves clear of spoilers, I guess. I kind of, I agree that Disney needs an intervention that they go a bit overboard. Yeah. And I'm going to let you finish. But that vision birth scene was the badass stuff. Yeah. I had, I didn't, Oh my God. I didn't watch that one. (gasps) Haven't seen it. I can't even. Yeah, I think he was commenting on a trailer. Yeah, that well, he said he hasn't watched anything since uh, the second trailer. That's yeah. a long time ago. So, yeah. Well, it was like a it was like a TV spot that I had posted where there's just a little bit of the vision and then a little bit of like vision and um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Thor like and you know a whole bunch of people fighting. Yeah. and it looked. Awesome. Even if it was just for like a split second, mm-hmm. I was just like, I lost it when I was watching it. I was so excited. Yeah, they've they've really they've really gone. Uh, they it, may have gone a little bit overboard, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I I don't. It doesn't I'm, kill my hype. engine. I'm with one. I'm with one on this one. <laughs> and it doesn't kill my hype engine. Yeah, they go too far. I would still be just as excited if they didn't go this far. Well, I you see this thing like sure a clip might make you more excited. But it also, like, takes away from the experience in the actual movie. Some people say spoilers don't take away from the experience in the actual movie. I was annoyed tonight when they showed us that scene from, uh, you know, on on the television immediately following uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They showed a full chase scene and a fight scene between uh, Captain America and Ultron. I would much rather have seen that in theaters. Um, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm not into seeing all the clips beforehand, but you know, when, uh, when agents of shield went into a movie last time, which mm-hmm. was going into winter soldier, they had a clip that kind of tied into why you, why nobody was able to get a hold of fury. 
and it was like Fury was on the run uh, because of like that chase scene that happened in Winter Soldier, like had all the um, all the cars. Yeah, yeah, it was like chasing the, him one and of the opening scenes of the film. Yeah, uh, it was it was one of the earlier scenes. Yeah, they, um, they showed that almost that entire scene on Agents of Shield. <laughs> yeah, well that that tied in a lot better, I think. Like hmm. that one was a lot smarter of a uh, of a clip reveal. Agreed. Because it it was relevant to what was going on in the show. Mm-hmm. But like this one tonight was just like here's a scene. You're welcome. Yeah. And 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 it was a character that's been on the show at that point a couple of times. Sam Jackson. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Nick Fury. He'd You're been on about the last one, yeah. Yeah, he'd been on the show, so it's like it kind of made sense. Oh, he's showing up again in an after credit sequence, just like he did on like the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it, it, it wasn't as out of nowhere as this one was. Like, and it was also kind of in time. Like, you didn't need to know anything else about that scene. They showed this time. They showed a scene of Ultron, like who, as far as we understand, doesn't even exist yet. Yeah, like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I was not a big fan of them showing that scene. Um, okay, Joe Sanders uh, says, I meant to post this a while ago in, in earlier cast. You guys were talking about James Gunn's Super, saying it was his first superhero movie. Uh, maybe you guys haven't seen The Specials, which is an amazing comedy about a superhuman team. Um, check it out. Cool. I have not seen the specials and I'm really, I I love a lot of movies James Gunn has done, but I'm not a, I don't deep, I haven't deep dived into everything he's done. So I did look up the, the, the movie and it it looks, looks cool. Looks a little cheesy. He came out of a kind of a weird, cheesy uh, production company trauma, right? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He did, he did, (laughs) he did, he did some, uh, uh, weird, kind of indie films for a while and then he just suddenly jumped forward and did you know guardians basically <laughs> even slither before it was a little like low low uh low rent movie kind of deal it, i like it but it's it's a, a more of an it's not maybe not independent but it's it's a smaller movie cool i'll check out the specials so we've been talking with uh with donald martin on uh on twitter a lot um Apparently one of our fans. Hey, Donald. Thanks for... Uh, Thank you for, for listening, Donald. Thanks for listening. He says, on Twitter, he says, The Daredevil cast spoiled me. When there was no new episode this morning, I had to take a moment. Keep up the great work, y'all. <laughs> That's very sweet, Donald. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that because, my God, it was so much work. <laughs> it, it was a lot of work to get those out every day. Uh, but I really, really appreciate that you guys enjoyed that. And we'll keep them coming. Like I really we... feel like it paid off. Yeah, I think so, too. I think a lot of you guys enjoyed it. We've we've seen a huge uptick in, in the feedback. Um, and so, obviously, you guys are, are digging it. Um, so, we'll uh, we'll keep those coming when, whenever new Defenders... Uh, things drop on Netflix. We'll make sure to bring those to you full episode, like episode reviews of all of them. So, and then we're also going to have the, um, the specifically movie releases. Like, uh, for, for instance, we're going to have a, um, just kind of a quick drop of like first impressions of age of Ultron yeah. when it comes out Saturday, Friday morning, we should have a, uh, have an age of Ultron episode up just a, just a, just a quick, a quick drop episode, but it's, a uh, going to be our first impressions of Ultron and then we'll do a more detailed cast later. So lots of things coming from the MCU cast. Yep. (laughs) 
and um, I think the rest of Donald Martin can wait because um, oh yeah, yeah, it's like the rest of his stuff that we have collected is spoilery. Is very spoilery. Spoilery, spoilery, spoilery. So we'll wait till the spoiler section to give that feedback. Um, okay, Callum Parr. Uh, he says, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but it was pretty awesome. If, if, (laughs) if you step out that door, you're an Avenger. He puts in quotations and Hulk versus Iron Man. Gah. And Paul Bettany is a fucking badass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's just me, but the 3d never looks good. Uh, can't wait until Sunday for the 2d session. Cool. Uh, I'm going to see it in both. I'm going to see it in IMAX and then I'm going to see it in like real D 3d and then I'm going to see it in 2d when I can't afford to go a whole bunch anymore and I'm going to start paying for it like in the lower class (laughs) kind of range. Yeah. I'm going to stop being able to afford it pretty quick between, between the Marvel movies and my, and the, my new escape game addiction. I, uh, you have a problem. I have a problem. I've got a lot. My entertainment has gotten really expensive lately. <laughs> so Laura James on Facebook said, oh man, you guys are going to love Age of Ultron. Just got back from seeing it as I live in the UK. F you. Uh, <clears throat> and my first thought when the credits rolled was again. <laughs> I love that. I like you, Laura James. You're my kind of gal. <laughs> I like you as well. I'm just really bitter that we don't get it yet. So yeah, that we'll, fu was was tentative. <laughs> we'll we'll feel much better about all of our all of our UK and Australian fans next week. <laughs> Watch on our first impressions, we're gonna be like, oh my god, it was so good, and I no longer hate everyone else in the world. <laughs> I became incredibly xenophobic for for like uh, <laughs> for seven days. Not xenophobic. I just I'm bitter. Is all that basically means you hate it. Other I don't, cultures I don't and other hate peoples. everybody. I, I do. It's not a hate. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pissed off at them all. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Mr. James Ogilvie, I guess, he says, um, I've been listening to y'all's podcast for a few weeks, and I really enjoy the Daredevil miniseries, minicasts. I also enjoy the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. portion. None of my friends watch it, so I have nobody to talk about it with. I just saw this on Facebook and thought I would share and then drops a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of hints. Yeah, it's oh, hints of things of that we're gonna things that we're gonna talk about in the spoiler section. Uh, but he he yeah he posted that article on the Facebook. So if you guys want to go check out what he posted, uh, it's there and it's hints things that are hinted at in episode nineteen, the one we're about to talk about uh, about what happens in Age of Ultron. So that's cool. And it's really sad that he has nobody else to talk about this with. Yeah. No, that's honestly, that's a lot of what drew me. I, I'm, I do podcasts cause I'm a huge podcast fan. Yeah. And a lot of what drew me uh, to do this podcast was I listened to tons of after show podcasts because I don't know when you're a kid, like you go to school and your friends all watch the same things and you get a chance to like sit on the playground and talk to your friends about like what's going to happen next week. And you get so excited about it. Um, I'm older and all, my friends are all none of them are caught up on the same page as me and like we're all <laughs> like a lot of them like oh I'm gonna wait till the end of the season and catch up you know like ah, come on man I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch all of it when it comes out on Hulu yeah I've got friends that do that and I and I like I, 
I really just want to like, I want to have that communal experience. And so I, I would listen to a lot of after shows and then, uh, the MCU was just a good opportunity for me to, uh, do this and, you know, uh, talk. Actually, I'll talk actually with you in the sandbox, talk. Matt. Yeah. It's like we're in the sandbox. It's really nice. Matt and Jeff in the sandbox. That reminds That's me all of the show the, is. <laughs> that reminds me of the iTunes review we got where we see this, or they listen to this, uh, this canon through our childish childlike eyes. eyes. Wonderful childlike eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> like we just came to that same conclusion. So no, no, no can't, can't disagree. Um, <laughs> Kenny Carlson, uh, says just seen the movie and really can't wait for you guys to start analyzing and speculating on it. And especially the vision you're doing a great job on the podcast. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Kenny. And then you put some letters that I think is another language that I don't know. <laughs> uh, you you read it, aha, aha de sagat. What language is that? Is that German? I don't know. <laughs> you laughed at me, but you don't know either. Come on. No, I just I laughed at the way that you said it. I wasn't laughing at you. <laughs> There's a bunch of random characters. There's umlauts and shit. Like I don't know what's happening. Uh, those are those are letters that are not on my keyboard. I, I can. I can't myself... make that happen. <laughs> once once the letters that aren't on my keyboard anymore, I stop trying to read it. Like, <laughs> I don't know alt codes. I, I the hell like, is ASCII? I feel like we very rarely talk about uh, our listeners, and there's very much, very, very rarely differentiation between us and our foreign listeners because we just talk about the show. But tonight, there's just like a lot of uh, other languages, and there's everyone's seeing it before us. There's like there's an us and them vibe. I'm not I'm not digging it. We love you all. <laughs> He's from Sweden, so Sweet. it's probably Swedish. Probably Swedish. All right. I'm down. You should tell us what that means, Kenny. <laughs> Aha de Sagat. I don't know if I said that right, but that's what it says. <laughs> that's his feedback. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Jeff's gonna, just going to look it up, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't let this sit. I can't well, let sleeping phrases lie on the internet. <laughs> that's that's good. See, I would have just let it slip. I would have. Uh, I would have never known he could be saying something horrible to me. But surely not. Kenny seems like a stand-up guy. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> They're all watching the movie before no, us. Man, like Google, Google detected that it's Swedish, right? <laughs> the the, uh, the literal translation is "on having the almost." All right, you're gonna have to help us out on that, Kenny. I don't know what "on having the almost" means. It might be a colloquial phrase. It probably, it probably is. God, I hope it is. <laughs> it's funny. All right, cool. Wait. Thank you, Kenny. Oh, he's still researching. Jeff's still researching. Swedish right? proverbs. Oh. Maybe it means may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> what? On having the almost. I don't know. I'm just trying. Trying to interpret. What if it's just like good night? It might be. Anyway. <laughs> I've, All right. I've sat too long on this. <laughs> I just edited out 10 minutes of Jeff researching, <laughs> trying to figure that out. He he wouldn't let it go. I can't let it go. Let it go. Let it go. We can't afford that. Stop it. Uh, okay. Chris Rook <laughs> said, for once, living in the UK has its advantages. We saw it last Thursday. No spoilers from me, but 
It's awesome. We hear you, Chris. Uh, that's what everyone's saying. I'm excited. Um, and Nathaniel Muzzy, me and a buddy are going to both 8 p.m. and the midnight show. Somebody uh, in America going to see it on American time. America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's releasing at 7 p.m. our time. So we're going to go see it at 7. And I wanted you to not have any kind of a show in another city. I know. I so know. that we could go see it at 7 and then immediately talk about it. But we're going to talk about it the next morning. Cause uh, I have, I'm not going to get finished watching it. I'm not going to get finished watching it until 3 a.m. So... You're killing me, Smalls. I know, I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry to the listeners, because it's going to take us to like noon the next day to post the podcast. Uh, okay, uh, I think that's everything that's non-spoilery. So we're going to go into the spoiler section now, cover a little more feedback, and talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 19, The Dirty Half Dozen. Uh, first of all, let me tell you, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe in partnership with 45 Magazine. Start over. Why? You said we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did I? You just funny. left it at that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine. We are now part of the Helicarrier Network. Uh, if you'd like to leave us some feedback, check us out at mcucast.com or go to facebook.com slash mcucast or at mcucast on Twitter. You can also write us at mcucast at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a phone voicemail, you can call us at 573-CAST-MCU. But if you really just want to help us out, you can go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and go subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe. Uh, that is how you can be a part of the show. Uh, so do all those things and check out all the other shows that are coming to the Helicarrier Network. Also being a part of the Helicarrier Network and having our show hosted on blogtalkradio.com slash mcucast. You can go to each and every episode or to our main page and comment with your Facebook account on each and end of each every each and every episode and also on our main account. It's just kind of all interconnected. Yeah, yeah. I like it. There's a lot of interconnectivity. <laughs> all right, we're going to go into the spoiler section now in three, two, one. They blew up the bus. They did. We lost the bus. Are we gonna get a new bus? I don't know. And Bakshi died. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. It was intense. I was not expecting that. And I honestly I kept I didn't trust Bakshi. I didn't trust him that he was I didn't trust him or Ward. Well sure. I still don't I trust somehow, Ward. Somehow didn't trust Bakshi more than I didn't trust Ward. Like it was weird. Like I just I know he's brainwashed by Ward, but I still just like I kept expecting Bakshi. Like I feel like even though um Ward is a bad, bad man. Uh, his motivations are sort of like he's he's not necessarily evil. He's just sort of crazy. Like at this point, I think he loves Sky in some weird, sick way, and he like uh, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. But it, it, like I feel like I just kept expecting Bakshi after all his like compliance talk last earlier this season and stuff. I just wanted him. He just looked straight up evil all the time. I'm just expecting him to just go off the rails. He has a, he has a really evil face. 
Like, that actor just has a really evil face. Yeah, I can see that. He has kind of an evil face. I don't know if it's his actual face or just, like, the fact that he's been uh, so evil so far. I'm just used to him, like, being a face of pure evil on the show so far. <laughs> like, the way he uh, tried to kill Simmons that one that one time and the way he, like... Uh, he was just—he was very imposing in the early parts of the season. It's actually reminding me how good the early parts of the season were. Yeah, um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's let's get to that feedback. Yeah, um, Mr. Donald Martin was tweeting at us during the episode. Um, he was saying that passing reference to the twins better not be the only Avengers tie-in. And then a few minutes later, well, there it is: men made of metal tearing our cities apart. And she doesn't mean Iron Man and War Machine, but they could. They, they, well, they could. There will be a city that gets torn apart partially by Iron Man. What do you mean? South Africa. Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah, The trailer's right. Yep. Hulk, I wouldn't say he's tearing it apart, but sure. Uh, it's, it's part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. a part of it. And in, in, in a larger way, if the, if our, if our, uh, if, if all the speculation's correct, uh, Tony Stark says a big part of creating Ultron, so really, Iron Iron Man does destroy all the cities. Then he throws down one of my favorite ones, where he says, Loki's scepter is getting a lot of use. By the time Thanos gets a hold of it, it's going to be worn out. (laughs) A lot of miles. A lot of miles on that uh, (laughs) Loki staff there. (laughs) Loki's scepter is getting passed around like a... The odometer's about to just flip over. I mean, it's just <laughs> really, it loses all its value after about 200,000. No, know? man, when it goes back to zero, you will know peace. <laughs> um, I like, uh, uh, you know, this is interesting. Marco Margo on Twitter as well uh, commented, I think we just got confirmation that Loki's staff is the Mind Stone slash gem by Coulson. Yeah, it can take over people's minds. It did. He did say it can take over people's minds, which we've we've discussed at length that it may or may not be a uh, Infinity Stone. But I think it is. I think it's been. I think it is too. The only thing that makes me think it's not is in Avengers One, uh, they say it draws its power from the Tesseract. Yeah, but that maybe. could just be a, a lack of understanding. I mean, on the part of the, the sun Avengers. doesn't revolve around the Earth, Matt. You should get with the times. <laughs> Are you saying that the Avengers is like so ancient that? No, it's just when <laughs> when new forms of understanding science come about, mm-hmm. it completely rocks the last bit sure and this very well could be that yeah. same oh yeah yeah sort that's of exactly what i was saying thing. like it could be they just didn't understand that form that yeah they didn't understand the relationship between them. they just understood that the power was similar uh but yeah. uh, it could be that they're two completely separate infinity infinity stones so cool uh we i guess we'll find out soon uh i don't know when we'll find out we may not find out until infinity war i Bet we'll find out during Age of Ultron. I bet really? it'll, it'll come up. I don't know that it will, because who who on Earth knows what an Infinity Stone is? Ah, uh, maybe. I mean, Ultron may be able to like glean somehow, or Vision may be able to glean somehow based on their understanding, a broad understanding of technology or something. But like uh, that, it's somehow special. But like the Collector's not around to expl- have give the speak give the. Uh, speech to Peter Quill you with know? the very shiny colors. Yeah, the very shiny colors and the 
shaking of his hands. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Beyond compare. Yeah. I like the way he speaks. I do too. Really, really well acted that part. Yeah. Shay Foley says, when they were all in the cargo bay of the bus, I was wondering where Lola was. After seeing the bus get blown to bits, I understand why she wasn't parked there. <laughs> yep, all part of the plan. That was a, that was a pretty... Uh, that scene with the bus falling out of the air and then par- be, being part of the debris, on that was awesome. That was really the cool. The CGI was amazing. It really was great. Especially um, for a TV show. Yeah, yeah, for a TV show. It's probably... It's nowhere near the movie cal- caliber, but like... Um, it was really good. It reminded me of like the late, I don't know, this is probably not a good, uh, cause it's so many years ago. It just reminded me that I guess partially because the shape of the ship reminds me of the defiant from Star Trek deep space nine. <laughs> and, uh, it just reminded me of like the, the last two seasons of Star Trek deep space nine, there's a war going on and you just get constant battles between ships and the way they use that ship, the way it falls and the way it, the way they controlled the fall and everything just looked straight out of one of those big dog fights from Star Trek, which I love, loved as a kid, still love. Um, all right. So I, I really, really enjoyed that, uh, that scene a lot. Really cool. <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten that hot pocket. It's <laughs> mean, pretty awesome. I'm starting to think I shouldn't have eaten that hot pocket. I say that every time I have a hot pocket. <laughs> oh, and, uh, that is very perceptive of you, Shay, by the way. Uh, you you noticed that Lola wasn't there. You knew something was amiss. Yeah, I like looking back on it. I, I can say like, where the hell was Lola? Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't immediately notice like, there's no Lola. This is wrong. <laughs> I didn't either. I was too distracted by the fact that there's like the six original cast members were all there. Yeah, and everybody draws a gun on Grant Ward like immediately, <laughs> and then Sky shows up. Yeah, that was, uh, that was really really great. A great episode. Man, like this it. this whole season has been incredible, and it's just been getting better. Like, the culmination of everything that they're leading toward is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't know what... I have. I mean, especially after tonight, with the way this episode ends, there is going to be a huge effect. Ultron is going to have a huge effect on the show, which I've yep. been saying I wanted, because I loved what they did with season one. Um, and I just... Man. It's going to be real, real good. That's can't even deal with anything right now either we got two whole days to wait i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait you're killing me two days and one hour from right now and i'll get to watch it i will have already seen it i know you asshole (laughs) um then you become part of them (laughs) i will join the uk (laughs) in having seen it i will join the collective one of us one of us um, you know, uh, people say you're dead to me. I'll just be like, you're British to me. <laughs> uh, maybe that might catch on. All right. Oh God. Grant Ward. You're British to me. Grant Ward. <laughs> oh, no, that's dark. Don't call him the call him the call him Grant Ward British. That just, that's that, that hurts the British. That's. <laughs> Don't don't talk to our UK listeners that way. That's way worse than like cursing at them or something. Grant Ward's like the worst. The worst. He's the he's top shelf of the bad. <laughs> All right. Uh next the last piece of feedback before we just dive into this episode hard is J 
Jason Hicks says, hell yeah, I've been waiting for her to use her powers in combat, and that coupled with the training she did with May, she seems damn near unstoppable. Let's talk about what he's talking about for a second. Oh my god. That was the most incredible single shot fight scene I've ever seen in TV. It, oh my yeah, god. It really was. Last uh, we talked about it during the Daredevil cast um and we won't spoil for the Daredevil folks, but uh for the people who haven't seen Daredevil yet, but there's a really great one shot fight scene in Daredevil. Um this one kicked its ass. That was all one continuous shot and the sky's like rolling and flipping and the camera's moving around her and pivoting and it was beautiful it was a totally beautiful scene and there were guns in use they even had one of them run out of ammo which never happens on a show <laughs> like it never happens in anything entertainment wise <sighs> the way the way she used the room and like yeah <sighs> like was... she she shot the uh she shot the one steam pipe and it like it it uh, gave her a little bit of cover and a bit of a distraction so she could sneak up behind the one guy. And I was like, when I was watching that, I was like, this is what I I play through in a stealth game. This is Arkham. Yeah. This is Batman oh, yeah. Arkham happening it right felt, now. It felt like Arkham. It really did. I, I, I don't think I've ever, that I can think of, wanted to go back and rewatch a scene of television for the fight choreography. Yeah, ever. Um, never, that, never. That Daredevil scene, but that was like Netflix, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. They had a much bigger shot. budget on that. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about that, uh, for sure. Well, they had um, a, a... Well, I, I want to say that they had a while to film it, but they actually didn't. They only yeah, had like yeah, a few yeah. days it, it, to practice. I think it was probably pretty close to the same budget as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, and maybe even less. Uh, but but the, they had like a renowned fight choreographer. Yeah. Dude, and that looked like it was all her doing that stunt. Yeah, because it never took the camera, never moved away, and it just it showed her face. It never went away from her. Very clearly, that was so badass. What's her name? The the actress, Chloe Bennett. Chloe Bennett, you saucy minx. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That's really, really one of the best fight scenes oh, I've man. ever seen. I, I mean, I. You, I was I heard somebody on uh on a on a movie talk show today talking about the first scene in X Men Two when Nightcrawler attacks the White House. Oh you know yeah, what I'm talking about yes, I do. That, that seems was, amazing. That was really good too. This scene reminded me of that. Like that's the caliber of scene we have here. That scene, it was clever. It had like it had movement. It had the, her fight style had personality to it. Not to mention as uh as our as as the feedback just said. She used her powers in combat for the first time. I don't think she used her powers during that one shot, though. No, no, no. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was a different shot. And it may have actually been an earlier scene when she used her powers to take down, like, a whole bunch of guys. It was, like, three at once when uh, when yeah. Ward witnessed it. And he was like, oh, so that's what happened in Puerto Rico. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that was so... So badass. Um, but yeah, she's using her powers. and But even without her powers, she's just a badass now. We And we haven't seen that from her yet. And that, and man, that really, we haven't seen that from her, but we also haven't seen that from this show. Like the way that shot, shot was directed and like following right behind her and making it feel like you're in the action. Um, we haven't seen, we haven't seen that from this show. I've never seen it probably from any show. <laughs> Um, it yeah. felt if, cinematic. If one, of, 
if one of our listeners can like point out a bit of of tv that's ever done something that's that incredible please let me know because i really want to see it yeah i don't think and i i would say that it's like a 40 second long shot it's not crazy long but i would say it's one of the best action shots ever on television yeah and i'm like not even i can't think of one to top it <laughs> Maybe there's a few Power Rangers ones that are pretty good. Maybe. But, uh, you know. Mostly with the Megazord, though. Yeah, yeah. Mostly with the Megazords. It's stomping. <laughs> I mean, so they're stomping on buildings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to get robots that big to do karate moves like that. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, they do a really good job of robot training. Yeah, I mean, the animatronics are just incredible. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> big cardboard suits. Big cardboard <laughs> suits. Um, but no, I really... I, I'm just incredibly impressed with that scene. It, it blew me away in a way nothing else on this show up to date has. Um, yeah, I was just... I was left... Like, my jaw was agape. I was like... I mean, we've seen May fight, and she's never... It's never felt that raw and fun. Yeah. You know? um, so... Yeah, I, I, especially I really, with May. Yeah, you'd think that May would have done some, and she has had great fight sequences. Honestly, I don't even think necessarily her fighting in that scene was what was so amazing. I think it was the it was the cinematography more than anything. It was the directing. It was moving the camera around that quickly and swiveling it and, and pulling right, it, being right behind her, right with her, and then right especially in front of her. Yeah, when she turns and, around, oh, oh man, real good, really, really, um, just impeccable scene, just impeccable. Um, so this episode starts out with uh, with a little bit of Coulson's been captured. He turned himself in. Turned himself in. Take me to your leader. <laughs> Loved that. Uh, and uh, what did you think of this play? Just going. It almost seemed like a little too easy. He comes into the the real shield. and He's just like, uh, I need your help with an op. <laughs> um, which it made sense. They had to take down Hydra. You know, he's like, I'm not the enemy. Hydra is. Yeah, I feel like that might have been a little bit forced to get like to get them to work together. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but you know what's? But what's... I, I feel like Gonzalez really wants, like, almost Shield really wants to trust Coulson, even though they know that they probably can't. Yeah, you know, based on what they've said about everything, like they want to, they want to give him the benefit of a doubt because he's such a good guy. They want to trust Coulson. I'm not. I'm not sure that they do want to trust Coulson. I think he does. I think he very much does not want to. Okay. Because he's got that alien DNA, and he mistrusts Coulson hard. Because they're, they're mistrusting anyone with any kind of connection to super abilities. Um, yeah, but Gonzalez said that he wanted the powered people in the base at the end of the episode. He's yes. like, we got what we wanted, the enhanced over here. And what he doesn't know is that Coulson got secret information that he didn't know he was going after. This reminded me a lot of that first scene in um, the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Yep, exactly what I was thinking of the whole time. Yeah, and and it, it, it's just it's some of that same, um, some of that same kind of tugging back and forth between, uh, you know, transparency, and then the opposite, which is what Coulson ascribes to is I'm the director. I'm going to have secrets. I'm going to have my secrets, and, and they're important for me to keep them. Yeah. Like, he even tells May when she's calling him out for lying to her, he's like, you're not the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's like, neither are you. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. 
That's that's that was pretty hard hitting because you you think that she's gonna support him, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it seems like uh, the whole Theta Protocol thing really messed her trust <laughs> up. But she doesn't even really know what the Theta Protocol is. I guess she just thought she was on the inside. We don't even know what the Theta Protocol is. We don't. <laughs> Except at the end of the episode, he says it's time to bring in the Avengers. Yeah. What? <laughs> what even do you... What? Especially after we just discussed how Joss Whedon's saying that this show is not going to... Like, Coulson isn't alive in Avengers. Yeah. Um, like, they're not going to know he's alive. I guess he's communicating through Maria Hill. But Maria Hill works for Tony. Like... It's all, it's all very strange. I guess maybe Maria Hill is working for Tony... Just like Natasha Romanov was working for Tony in Iron Man Two, maybe. What what if what if this whole time we know that he's been keeping powered people and all kinds of agents around the world? What if the whole time Maria Hill has been a secret agent of Shield? Still, even though she went and, at the end of at the end of uh, Winter Soldier, she got that job, and it just seemed like she's you know becoming. Uh, uh, be, becoming a becoming a member of Tony's team or whatever. What if it was all just part of the ploy, you know? Maybe. Except she did come into the secret base and take out Koenig's base with Talbot. Um, so, so, so that. But it's possible that at that point when she took Talbot out, she turned and actually joined Shield again. You know. I don't know what to think about her. I don't either. Because I mean, she's apparently not. If. If Tony doesn't know, Tony Stark doesn't know that Marie that Coulson's still alive, then Maria Hill is obviously not telling him everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's obvious now that Maria Hill does know that he's alive. Well, yeah. If we haven't seen Ultron. All of our listeners that have already seen Ultron are like, we know all about it. Like, <laughs> it seems like, based on this episode tonight, that like Coulson's, Coulson is in direct contact with the Avengers. Through Maria Hill. Through, yeah, dir- as direct through Maria Hill. <laughs> okay. As direct through Indirect Maria Hill content. as you can be. Uh, well, I mean, Joss has said that there's no Coulson in Age of Ultron. He has said that. So, you know, I don't... Maybe he's lying to us. Maybe <clears throat> him and all the British are lying to us. Just making an angry face. Those Grant Ward sons of bitches. <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna be not bitter. I really am. I'm gonna be not bitter. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be very loving. Two days will two days after all, Thursday. Two days all will be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> um so what do you think of Raina? Being Raina? Uh, being Raina. She's kind of badass in this episode, <laughs> using her power, but in a manipulative way. I feel like she's still being really manipulative, and she's found a way that she can be manipulative again, rather than just being like a pretty girl in a in a flowery dress. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's strange though. Ying seems to think that she sent her. Uh, she was being manipulative, um, and I guess that's a direct um, a direct response to what Cal said about her being manipulative. <laughs> But 
it didn't seem to me like she really was manipulative. She still acted like Raina, which comes across manipulative for some reason, because <laughs> that's just all we've seen her do. Uh, but she really, she told Sky the truth. She said, you are going to go and you are going to save him. But then it's like, it's almost like a time travel problem. It's like, <laughs> she saw the future, which made her create that future. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't have had a reason to go if you didn't know that you were supposed to go. Yeah. But she a... did have a reason. She wanted to go see Lincoln. She just... Well, she, but she wouldn't have known. She didn't know that... Like, she wasn't going to be able to convince Gordon on her own. That's true. Without Raina coming up and saying, hey, you take her somewhere that's far away. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's, it's a bit of a paradox, honestly. It's like... I mean, she probably could have convinced him and be like, all right, drop me off at S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. I'll ride with them. It makes me. It makes me wonder if if Raina is he is seeing more than she's saying. Like if she sees multiple possible futures, and she's only giving them the one that she wants them to do. But I, I guess she would want Lincoln to be saved because Lincoln was very much on her side, um, and caring for her. Well, Lincoln cares for all of them. Yeah. He's a real nice guy. There's been a lot of speculation this whole year about whether Grant Ward would be redeemed in some way. Oh, he tried. He really tried. He tried. And then there was this whole scene where everybody was just like, I'm glad I shot you. Yeah. Three people said, I'm glad I shot you. Well, two said, I'm glad I shot you. And one said, uh, one said, should have done it in the face. (laughs) Should have aimed for the face. Oh, gosh. So good. Oh, man. I'm really glad. I I, I was I was I, I think a lot of people have been worried that Ward would come back and there would just be like some sort of like hugs and make it all better. <laughs> and I don't see that happening. Not anytime soon. Now we do see I think like the beginnings. I mean they're working with him in this episode. You know, uh, they work alongside Ward, which I didn't know if we'd ever see again. You know. Desperate times. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I can really say. Absolutely, but you see that happen three or four more times throughout the show, then there might start to be a, a tentative, like, trust building. But I just, I don't know. I don't trust I don't, Ward. I, I, every time he's talking and trying to, like, build their uh, their confidence back up in him or, like, to get their sympathy or something, I just, I'm angry at him the whole time. What do you think his game is telling Coulson to take care of agent 33 i don't know he probably oh what hold on what are you thinking he had he brainwashed bakshi he did what's to stop him from brainwashing 33 nothing i was thinking the same thing what if he brainwashed her and had and like put in like a uh, a secret mission in her mind to where it mm-hmm. would like awaken once she was like reliving something and then just take down everybody. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought it was something similar. I thought about that too. Cause it, I, I really think that he's only after sky. She's got a secret directive in her mind or something. Oh. Yeah, she may. And she already had the infrastructure cause she was already brainwashed when he met her, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't be hard to do it again. Probably it was, was susceptible to it. <laughs> At least a At little that bit. Point. <sighs> <laughs> the the little the first scene I said this when we were watching it the first scene where Deathlock is hanging out in the cell with uh, Lincoln 
it just felt like the beginning of a pilot to me. Like the way they were talking just made it feel like they're going to be a team somehow in the future, <laughs> which I said, I said, we were sitting here watching it together and I said, that seems like the makings of a spinoff. Like those two seem like the makings of a spinoff. Maybe like not, not just them, but they seem like they might be on that show that we're, that we're trying to figure out what's going to be the spinoff. I think it's going to be powered people, probably lots of it, probably some inhumans, uh, and they're, they're going to combine with some of our team. That's my call. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to say too much on what I think the spinoff that they're that they're planning could be, because I want to say I want to say it's like I want to jump into it and be like it's New Avengers or Secret Warriors or it's Avengers Academy or. It could be like, um, like Ward becomes the taskmaster and is training bad people. Oh, that would be interesting. Like a, like a villain show. Yeah. Like a, a villain's academy. I mean, he did that. Technically the ta- the taskmaster did that for Norman Osborn during yeah, his dark reign. We still don't know that he's the taskmaster. We don't know that he's the taskmaster, but we don't know that he's not. Sure. Yeah. Well, we heard a. It wasn't in the actual show tonight, but for the first time, we actually heard the narrator say Inhumans. Yeah. Like meeting the Inhumans. For the first time, Shield meets Inhumans. Yeah. Which I mean, they've met a number of Inhumans in the past. So. Yeah. But I guess I guess we're, they're going to meet him in some sort of formal capacity. I have a feeling that, based on Hydra's involvement, you know, I've been saying that I think I think I said this last week that I think that Hydra is going to find uh, the afterlife. I, I just I like it just just makes sense because they're tracking Gordon's movements, and if they're tracking them, they can probably track them directly back to at the afterlife. Yeah. Um. But what what now that I'm thinking, since we're so close to Ultron, uh, I have a feeling we're gonna get a bunch of old like Ultron is going to fi- use the knowledge that he gleans from the Hydra database or whatever, and we're gonna see uh. A bunch of Ultron bots landing in the afterlife. Maybe. Well, there was some imagery that um, that was shown in one of the Age of Ultron trailers that showed a city being lifted up. Because apparently, um, huh. one of Ultron's got a couple of powers. One of his powers is to pull things toward him, like okay, tractor beam kind of style. All right. Um, and it looks like he does that with a city. He just lifts a city up out of the ground. The imagery in that reminds me of uh, when when Black Bolt pulls the city of Attilan out of the ground and then has it floating above New York City, like, cloaked. Yeah. All right. And the fact that the Inhumans are coming out right about now. Yeah. With it, that same imagery, it definitely seems to me like something's going to be going on. I don't with, know, there uh, might be some parallels with, with with the Inhuman City, and I think I think that the either Hydra or the Ultra or Ultron are going to find uh, find the afterlife. I don't know if it's going to happen in the movie. I think it might happen in the season finale, maybe because we don't have very much until the season finale, and that it's supposed to be a uh, a two hour. Yeah, they said they finale. said tonight this is gonna be a two hour finale, so we've only got two episodes left, basically 
a one one more one hour episode and then a two hour episode. So yeah, two more weeks left. <sighs> Man, that's gonna be an intense couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Especially with Ultron coming out. Mm. Yeah. I it it is so hard to focus on this episode talking about what's coming up with Age of Ultron like with Ultron coming <laughs> on the horizon like yeah I cannot even focus on this episode other than like there were some really great scenes with like Sky's fight scene Sky's, Sky's fight scene was so good. Sky using her powers like in a controlled manner Yeah I feel like she got control a little too quick almost like maybe like we had, we didn't really see her train other than like shake a mountain and she was like step into a room and took three guys out. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was practicing in her own time. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess there's been a little time has passed and she's been practicing. So like that those two sky scenes which were awesome. The gang's back together. Uh, the fact that we we haven't even talked about how Sky like brought Lincoln back to life That's by right. vibrating his heart. Or, or, you know, it was strange. We we both said, you got to vibrate his heart. <laughs> we like yeah, we were <laughs> yelling at the TV. Vibrate his heart, Sky, do it. Um, <laughs> so we're such nerds. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, the uh, it looked more like electricity shot up into her hands. And I wonder if, like, maybe she somehow vibrated him to use his power or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it didn't look like she just vibrated his heart. It was like a, like electricity left her hands. It was weird. Then there's the scene where Bakshi got killed. There's the almost reconciliation between Hunter and Mac that happened. Yeah, they seem like pretty, they seem pretty reconciled. I mean, they're, they're saying like, you know, you choke me out and put me in a bathroom. A round of drinks is the first of many steps that's going to need to be taken. Yeah. So but but it seemed like it. it was like a fun, affable way of saying it. He didn't seem like he was really going to hold it against him. Yeah, um, he even said he was forgive him, right? Yeah, he he forgave him. He forgave him. So that's 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 huge to see Hunter Hunter and Mac are, are together again. <laughs> Teams back together. Yeah. Um, not that they ever really operated as a team on the show. <laughs> um, I still I feel I did. If if nothing ever happens with Agent Thirty Three, and she is just all good, and she works with the team and gets better, I'm gonna never trust. I'm never gonna trust her. I'm always gonna think Grant Ward has some sort of like <laughs> special plan for her. <laughs> She's got a directive in her noggin. <sighs> Something's been planted. Grant Ward doesn't just do things. Grant Ward does not do nice things unless he's just trying to get into their good graces or whatever. I just don't know. I just don't know about this Grant Ward fellow. For some reason, I don't trust him. Uh, I don't know what it could have been. <laughs> whole first season, maybe. <laughs> hmm. And then I don't trust Gonzalez. Yeah, and you know, I trust Gonzalez. But I don't think he's... Well, I, I don't even think he's necessarily wrong. It's such a... I love that they set up this storyline where we've got these two very different directors of Shield that want to. They have two very different visions for how it should work, and I don't think either of them is necessarily right and wrong. You know, it just seems like I feel like between them, there's a big chess game going on. Mm. But like, it's Agents of Shield pieces. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I think there's like a. 
there's like a serious philosophical debate going on <laughs> of like <sighs> I feel like it's Sherlock versus Moriarty right now mm. with the planning. I don't know about and that. the scheming. I don't know. I don't know if either either their plans are that deep. Oh man, they are. <laughs> and then jumps in Grant Ward, screws yeah. everything up. Chaos fiend is what he is. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the he is the chaotic element. Well, I like that. Ever so far, everyone on the show to me feels like they have a pretty strong motivation for their actions, and it's pretty solid and like consistent. I really like that. Um, Except for Grant Ward. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Grant Ward's is very. I think he really does want to get back into the good graces with Sky. Yeah, I think he's still nuts about Sky. No, he wants to get her under a surgical knife and dissect her because there can be no. What is it? <laughs> Discovery requires experimentation. No, man. He's not, he's he's not into that hydra shit. <laughs> He keeps saying that he's not, but we all know that you can't trust him, so he obviously is. Well, see, I, we... And they talk too much about Whitehall being dead and about how much they miss him, mm-hmm. but he had Jia Ying's parts in him, and she's back, so he could be back. It's true. It's very true. I really think that... Uh, I, I really don't think that Grant Ward has too nefarious of plans. I think he really wants to win them, but win them back. Like, I think he... I think that matters more to him. Maybe. I, I just don't like I, him. I don't think that like he I wants like to redeem him. himself for like some value, like a valid reason. I think he just wants to redeem himself so that they'll like him again, especially Sky. <laughs> I need this validation. <laughs> yeah. Please like me. Anyway, so anything else on this episode you wanted to touch on? Mm, just what I saw in the... Um... The clip for next week, really. Can I go ahead and talk about that? Okay. Uh, well, let's 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 go into a, little, a secondary spoiler. We're gonna talk about the clip from next week and what we think that might mean. What you got there, Jeff? Well, there was a redhead when when um, when the narrator was talking about the, that shield meets for the first time. It meets in humans, mm-hmm. and this redhead, like the when I saw her. On the telly, on the telly, Mm -hmm. since we're talking, you know, to our British listeners, she's on the telly. Um, She reminded me of Medusa Mm -hmm. from the Inhumans comics, who is one of Black Bolt's wives and the speaker for him because he, you know, would break everything if he spoke. So she's royal family. And, you know, her hair is her power. You know, she's got like prehensile hair, but... That, the lady that I saw had such bright red hair that that's the first thing that I thought of. Hmm. So I'm thinking we might start to get Inhumans, um, like Inhumans, what's the word, introductions, like higher up characters might get small cameos or something. Hmm. I feel like it's gonna, I feel like it's way too early for that. But I know, I feel like that too, knows? but it's too early to introduce the Inhumans. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of Medusa. I, I mean, we can only see a little bit of her, but I don't think that, to me, that doesn't look like Medusa. But I, but I, uh, I mean, not in costume, because her costume is goofy. <laughs> well, you know, maybe. I kind of like this costume. Especially some of these cosplayers. I mean... Uh, <laughs> oh, Matthew. 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Control your urges. <laughs> Control your urges. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna meet the Inhumans next week in a in a more of an intense way than we have so far. And I think they're going to be under attack, and we're going to have to either come with some sort of peaceable solution between Shield and them, so they can take down Ultron bots together. That's my that's my bet. That's what I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Or or the, or we're just going to get Shield finally finding the afterlife and having to fight Inhumans. You know, I think it's definitely going to be Ultron bots, uh, just because there's going to be so many. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I mean there there are so many other stories. That are also going to be converging all at the same time. There's just so much going on. Yeah, there is. And, and, and it, there's so much going on, and it's none of it is going to be the biggest thing going on next week. Because after Ultron hits, that's what we're going to have to deal with, you know? So it's like, it's just like last last year, we had all these little things happening. But then Hydra happened, and it was just like, well, that's the only story that matters now. <laughs> and I feel like that we're going to have something like that again this week. So. Yeah, but then there's Dr. List going to talk to Strucker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the staff. And there might there's more there, liners there, there's around. There's so much happening. I mean, man, we don't we don't even know how Ultron gets tied up with Hydra, but we know that he gets these two twins that are somehow uh, that have been developed by Hydra. So it's like, and they mentioned the twins in this oh, episode. They, do. they yeah. do indeed. Yeah, we, we we mentioned it earlier with feedback, but yeah, they mentioned the twins. Um, they they also mentioned the men of metal <laughs> attack destroying our cities. Yeah. God, mm. there's ah, oh, I can't even, guys. Like, I'll talk to you next week. Oh my yeah, god, I think, I think I think that's all we got. <laughs> I think that's all we got for this episode. Uh, we're gonna talk to you guys in two days. We'll be dropping a uh, a, a spoilery uh, instant tech cast of Age of Ultron. So come hang out with us uh, on. I guess it'll be Friday morning. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a great night. Thank you.